it's nice to see your face again. It's like you it's so nice to look at your face. You know? <laughs> it's oh, like a puppy. Yeah. It's like a puppy though. It's like so cute and like so friendly. You just want to like I feel it or squeeze it I, or something. Yeah, I feel like you and I both have that like smiley kind of, you know, people, even people, we've talked about this before, people will just like approach us where that kind of, it's like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if people, you know, random people asking me like directions or just kind of uh, where to go and, uh, you know, we just, we bring that, it's the positive vibes as well. <laughs> Did you notice how I'm growing a bit of a beard? I was, was going to say that, yeah. You uh, like it? Yeah, I do. Have you... Like, I don't think I've seen you with facial hair before, ever. It's always like a clean shave. I know. I feel like that's more my look. Yeah. But I decided to, like, leave it a little bit, see what happens. But, yeah, then it gets a bit itchy, and then I'll shave it. Or it looks a bit patchy. Like, it doesn't look as nice as yours, you know? Well, it, it like, it will be itchy for a couple of days. That's all, always at the beginning, but then it stops. So, like, you got to have, you got to, like, wait it out a bit. I now have... A ring light. Yeah. Last time we were talking about this on the podcast, and I was the only one without <laughs> some kind of light. So now I have one, and let's let's look at the difference here. Okay, ready? So this is with it. This is without it. That's a big difference. And then this is this is like that. This is warmer. Oh, there's the warm the warm side. Yeah. I mean, the warmer is nicer on my eyes, but. I definitely think the bright makes it pop, you know? Welcome to another episode of Is This Adulthood? I'm Ryan Durge. And I'm Taylor Blixt. And Ruby's not with us this episode. I know. We're going to miss her for sure. Uh, she said to uh, say hey out there to all of her fans and all those <laughs> potential men in her life. So doing that for her. <laughs> Maybe she's on a date. No, she can't be on a date because COVID, but... Yeah, that's right. But she's not here right now, but she'll be back. And we have a very exciting topic to talk about today. Um, we're going to get right into it. We have a lot to cover. And today's topic is going to be about how sexuality could be on a spectrum. And it's likely not just straight, bi, gay, right? There's a lot of There's a lot of places that people can fall along this spectrum. And we're going to go right into it because you know people i just ask that people are open-minded with this topic you know uh it doesn't mean that you can't be completely straight it doesn't mean you can't be completely gay like i would consider myself completely gay but i do think there's a lot of people out there that may be a little bit past those points um and may be you know open-minded to experimenting or open-minded to other types of relationships with different people that maybe they're not usually open to. And I have some stories about that. And Taylor has some data to back up this sexuality on a spectrum. So we'll, uh, I'll pass it over to Taylor for a little bit more on that. Yeah, you know, there's a, a lot of history just in terms of even research coming out over, you know, the last 50 years or so. But I think in general with society, you know, with anything, not only sexuality, but putting things in boxes, we really like to do that and keep it nice and neat, but it really stops us from being open-minded. And I agree with you that, you know, when discussing this topic or even thinking about it yourself, to come at, come at it with no judgment, 
open-mindedness and there is uh, different theories about, you know, with spectrum being on a line, but there's a lot of people that it's more of a circle where it can be oh. evolving over time. There can be, you know, in your past, present, and then even your ideal identity. Um, it can really mix up over time. And so when we tend to put things in a box, uh, I think it prevents people from exploring that or even maybe being true to themselves. So, you know, it's good to kind of be open and hopefully by talking about this topic, make having people think and, you know, not passing judgment to maybe someone in their life that could be on that journey and exploring their own sexuality. Uh, but yeah, kind of bring it back to you. Uh, I know you have some stories and just some interesting things about this. I always, uh, I know we've talked about this, you know, when we're having those wings and the beer back pre-pandemic, just fun conversations, but I'm interested to hear your stories. I'll kind of give my intake uh, along the way, but I'll send it back to you and maybe you start off with uh, a story or two or kind of your thoughts on everything. Well, I just think it's interesting because I feel like society promotes women experimenting you know, whether it's, oh, like make out in the bar or, you know, at a party. And there's there's all kinds of, you know, the idea of patriarchy and um, the the men's, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but basically the view from a man's perspective, right? Whether that's in media or wherever, but that's a whole other topic. But what I'm saying is, is that that's kind of normalized. Whereas I don't think at this point, maybe it's different with the younger generation, but with me growing up, I don't think that that was as uh, normalized or ex accepted with two men maybe making out at a party or a bar or something like that, right? So I think the fact that it's kind of accepted with two women, for example, means that there may be some people that are open to experimenting that then do it through something like that. And it's accepted and they can explore their sexuality and maybe it could lead to more relationships with women, maybe can lead to more relationships with men, maybe can lead to a bit of both or dating other people or being pansexual. There's so many different options, but I feel as though there's a lot of men that maybe fall along that spectrum, whether it's a line or a circle, and they may be more, you know, maybe they're a little bit, they're mostly straight, but there's a little bit of curiosity and there's a little bit of openness, but they may never experiment that because it's not as me, uh, I guess you could say accepted, or, you know, they may be worried what other people think, or they may experiment and uh, not talk about it, which means that, you know, and that's up to them. But by not talking about it, people may think that it doesn't happen. And there could be other people that are maybe struggling with their sexuality that don't identify, you know, with quote unquote, gay culture right? Like uh, openly being gay and whatever, maybe they more identify with a more, um, you know, heterosexual culture, whatever that may be. And because the straight men who have experimented aren't talking about it, people do it in secret or they don't do it ever because they don't think it's happening or they don't think that they're going to be accepted or there's just so much to unpack here. And I think that the main thing is, is that I feel as though we need to be more open-minded rather than just putting labels on people. And I do think labels can help as far as like, you know, asking someone once you get to know them, 
whether they're gay or bi or straight or whatever that may be, because you may want to figure out if there's some kind of attraction there, is this going to go anywhere? For sure. I'm not going to say let's eliminate all labels, but I'm just saying that because someone chooses to experiment or um, trying to figure out who they are, what they're attracted to, and maybe are usually with women, but then maybe they're with men from a male perspective or a woman who's usually with men, but then sometimes with women. I think that we need to be more open-minded as a society to let them figure out who they are. And that could be at any stage of life. It could come at a later point where they're forties or fifties and people may be like, well, you've always dated men or you were married to a man for X amount of years, or you have kids. Same with men. And I have stories. I've been with, I've been with men who are older that have kids who identifies by now, but you know, to everyone else in, in their life, they're probably like, oh, well, you know, unless he's open about it, oh, he has kids or he was married. So he's straight. Meanwhile, they don't know that like, actually he identifies at least what he told me was by. So that's just one example. But I feel as though we're too quick to judge and too quick to label people. And I think that by putting people in a box or taking them out of that box based off of one experiment or sorry, or one experience, <laughs> not experiment, one experience, I don't think that's really fair. There is that masculine toxicity that exists. And, you know, in terms of seeing two women at a bar, uh, making out people kind of may accept that more that they're experimenting because you know we tend to live in a very masculine oriented culture and I think that's more in the past and we're evolving a bit to be able to accept both masculine and feminine characteristics in in anyone and before you know if you were a male gender or that's how you identified you would be assumed to have to carry those masculine characteristics and you know, that really makes people kind of put themselves in boxes. And like the story you brought up about an older man that has children, you know, he may have felt pressured by the people around him, that societal pressure of, you know, having to be with a female gender partner and then having those kids. But as they grow up and they're, you know, introduced to more open-minded culture, which is what we're, you know, moving towards, hopefully, uh, it allows them to be more true to themselves. And uh, I'm sure many viewers, or if you haven't heard about Kinsey scale, but you know, that's uh, brought up when you kind of put it on an XY axis of heterosexuality and homosexuality, and people can kind of be anywhere within that. And I think looking along those lines, it kind of allows us to understand that, you know, you can identify as heterosexual, but there may, may be some times where you have interests or have had thoughts about, you know, being with the same gender. And I think that might be uh, maybe looked down upon by some people. And I think it's important to kind of keep that open-mindedness that yeah. you know, people can be along that scale and they may, uh, they may experiment a bit, but that shouldn't put them within a box. And, you know, mm -hmm. we're kind of too quick to do that a lot of the time. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it brings up the topic that I've talked to women that have told me that they wouldn't date a bi guy. I think I may have talked about this on the podcast before, but yeah, it happens all the time. Like they're like, I wouldn't date a bi guy. 
Yeah, it's really interesting because then I'm sure if you talk to a lot of men, they would have no problem with dating a bisexual woman. And I mean, of course, like, it's, I'm assuming a bit, but I have uh, experienced that with male friends that, you know, they don't mind if their girlfriend makes out with another girl. And like you're saying, there may be girls that they would mind if their boyfriend were to make out with another guy. So that in itself kind of shows that culture that exists. I've been with guys where like, you know, it was the first time they had ever been with another guy and mostly they've dated women and then they dated women afterwards. And I don't know whether they're, they're open with other people about the fact that they had been with a guy being me, that's up to them. But I know firsthand that like they identify as straight, maybe curious and things happened. And, you know, that's, that's something where I feel like, you know, because it's not really talked about openly, people may just assume that if that person was like, oh, well, I've been with a guy that he's gay. That's what they think is that, oh, well, he's gay. But no, actually, maybe he was straight, but curious and wanting to, you know, see how that would go. Maybe they were just attracted to another person. The fact that they were male they were they were they were a guy like you know what i mean whereas like they may usually date women and they may continue to date women afterwards but i think so so much of the time because of that one experience maybe with a guy or something like that if they were open about that i think automatically they're labeled whereas like there's gay guys that have been with women before and then they come out as gay and no one says oh well you were with women before so you're straight right people don't do it the other way around which i find interesting and then I know at least one gay guy that has uh, has been curious about hooking up with, or at least actually I think two gay guys who are openly gay and they were curious about hooking up with a woman or hooking up mm-hmm. and having intercourse where it was with, you know, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but with a vagina rather than with something else. And so that's that's another side of it, right? Like mm-hmm. that's like a gay man who's open about it who is actually curious about getting with a woman. So that's the thing where that just shows me, at least based off people that I've talked to, sexuality really is a spectrum and you can fall all along the line, um, whether it's a Kinsey scale or I know like you looked into and you found something where it was a circle. Um, People can fall all along it. And I think it's more society that puts labels on people. And I think especially with men, since they maybe don't always talk about it, we think that it doesn't happen, but it does. Yeah, and to kind of clarify what I meant by a circle, because it was talking about how in terms of a spectrum, we think of a linear line, whenever we talk about a spectrum in any aspect, but doing that in terms of thinking about a linear line, it kind of stops us from being able to move along that, where when they they brought up just the idea of a circle about in terms of the ever the evolving state of your sexual identity, and that Um, you know, you can start one place in terms of being only heterosexual, and then you could maybe move towards the more bisexual, but you can go back or forward and it's ever evolving. And I think, you know, that's the whole point is that there is this evolving spectrum that can occur and we can't just label someone based off of one experience that, okay, now they fall way over on this end of the spectrum. And I think, you know, because we tend to do that, like you said, people don't, 
they're not open about these experiences. They aren't really sharing with their close friends or family because, you know, maybe they don't want to be labeled as one identity rather than the other. But I don't think we need to be afraid about that and talking about it, you know, kind of reducing that stigma of it's okay to kind of to experiment. And also when you do, for instance, you know, have an experience with a gender that you don't usually have an experience with, then that doesn't mean, you know, 100% now you're bisexual or homosexual or heterosexual. And, you know, it's interesting how you bring up the fact that even uh, people in the homosexual community, if they want to experiment and be more of a bisexual or heterosexual, they want to keep that in the closet and not talk about it to the same extent that a heterosexual may not want to be, be uh, the, a heterosexual may not want to express their homosexual tendencies. So it's from both sides and it's interesting that that occurs. And I think it's because we don't want to talk about it or we think we have to put people in boxes. And, you know, that's not fair to maybe uh, what we are as humans. And that's what a lot of research shows is that people can fall along and, and evolve along that spectrum. So if that's our natural tendencies, we should be open and, you know, non-judgmental towards that. Have you ever known anyone in your life who has opened up to you about anything like this? Well, and, you know, I think when I uh, went to university, definitely being more engaged with the LGBTQ community, we, you know, we went to Western University, uh, Get Real, if people know about that program, that actually started from a Western alum, but uh, I wasn't really exposed to it too much in high school but i remember when i was a second year leader uh first year that you know i talked to came from a town that was a little a smaller town not as well accepted and only when he got to a more embracing accepting community you know in university he was able to come out and identify as homosexual but you know it's it, it, it's really not accepted by his family or you know his hometown so he kind of, he had to hide that but when you're able to uh, be in an environment that's more opening and accepting then you're able to maybe express what you truly feel and I think that's great I think that's something that is very important um, but yeah it's definitely I know when I was in high school, I was more ignorant about it. And I'll be honest with that. It's just, I wasn't exposed to it as much. And, you know, over the last 10 years or so, uh, there's been a lot of evolution in terms of the accepting, talking about it in terms of society. And I think that's important. And we still have a long, long way to go. But, uh, you know, talking about it being on a spectrum is kind of like a start. And, that, you know, when you do, um, and talking about it on a spectrum is a place to start. And if you are to think of yourself as maybe not, you know, being fully heterosexual or homosexual, like it's okay to kind of wander along that spectrum. And it doesn't mean that you are now all of a sudden need to be labeled as something else. And uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because we really tend to, like we said, put things in boxes. And sometimes that's not fair and doesn't allow us to express who we are. And I think the other side of it too, is that there's celebrities out there that aren't, aren't open about their sexuality too. 
And yeah. I think that that's a whole other topic because whether they think that, oh, well, then, you know, maybe that will hurt their career or it will hurt, you know, the amount of money they're making, right? Like maybe they're idolized by, for example, a bunch of women. And, you know, a bunch of women go and buy their stuff and go to their concerts and listen to their music because they're like, I want to marry him or I want, I want to be with them. And maybe they're worried that if they come out, that those women may view them differently. And like I was saying, like, I even know women in my, in my life who have said that they wouldn't date a bi man. And it definitely, you know, it comes from the top in terms of the people we uh, idolize in terms of the Hollywood stars. And when they become more open and are able to, you know, express themselves, then it kind of gives other people the courage to, okay, maybe I can talk about this more too. But, you know, you are right where, you know, there's a lot of kind of ambiguity sometimes and they may not be fully honest and it makes people speculate. And, you know, it would be better if we could just kind of talk about it more so there wasn't speculation. If someone is curious and they explore that, I think people need to realize that just because you explore something doesn't mean that that's who you are. And I think that that's maybe what some people fear is that, you know, maybe they have some attractions to someone of the same sex, just for an example, and mm -hmm. they've never experienced that before. Maybe this is someone that they, they just became attracted to, they got to know, and they're just like, wow, you know, I kind of want to explore that. But then maybe worried that, well, all, you know, my whole life I've been straight what does this make me, right? And I think that it's important to remember that because you have an experience that may be different from other experiences, it, that doesn't define who you are, right? I think you define who you are. You decide what you're attracted to, how, the, how you identify, right? And it, 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 it's based off of feelings. It's based off of you knowing yourself. But I think you have to remember that, right? Just like I talked about how I've known gay men who are totally out as gay, who are curious about hooking up with women. In that same breath, I've also known straight men who are curious about hooking up with guys and maybe have, or maybe they've done something with a friend and they've opened up to me about it, but maybe they've never opened up to other people about it, right? And so I think that a lot of that happens. So just know anyone who's listening or watching that can identify with that, that you're not alone that those feelings are okay and that because you are feeling those things or because you want to experience something different than what you're used to or because you want to you know maybe quote unquote experiment or try something new that doesn't define who you are it could end up changing how you identify it may be something where you're like wow like that feels more right to me that feels more natural totally that could happen but just know going into that or if you're feeling that way at any age right you could be 45 and feeling that way it could be a housewife who is now attracted to a woman that she met in her life right like that can happen and that's okay and it's okay to uh be open to change as well and that may never happen to some people right like you may just know that you're straight or you may just know that you're gay and that's who you are. That's how you identify and you're happy with it. But I'm just saying that I think there's a lot of people that aren't necessarily one or the other. And those people, we don't talk about enough. Yeah, because we don't talk about sexuality being on a spectrum. We, we put sure. identities on it. And I, it does start, you know, even at a young age. Uh, like you said, there's men that wait until their 50s to, you know, 
actually be truly who they are. If anyone has watched the Netflix series, Grace and Frankie, that's uh, a, oh, you haven't. Okay, interesting. No, I haven't. I know it's, uh, it's Martin Sheen, so Charlie Sheen's uh, dad. And I forget the other actor, but they're both like in their 70s. And it's two couples, a man and a woman and a man and a woman that were really good friends. And the two men actually divorce the wives and become married and identify as gay. And it's, uh, and then Grace and Frankie are the two wives. Uh, And they're like best friends and how they're kind of coping with it. But that was something that come out in the last couple of years. And that's, you know, kind of showing men that even in their 70s, you know, can that can occur. And probably because when they were younger, you know, 50 years ago, it definitely wasn't accepted. It wasn't talked about at all. And I think now it's it's really cool to see parents being more accepting, more open to letting their kids, you know, letting their young son who's six, year, six years old wear a dress wear some makeup, you know, yeah, or, and not, not ridicule them for it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a teacher. I don't work in schools or anything, but I've heard about, you know, some, a lot of school programs being more open in terms of the sex ed courses, talking about, you know, homosexual parents and being more um, inclusive about the different genders, the different identities, the fact that, because you have a certain physical characteristic that doesn't mean that you will identify as that gender that is similar to that characteristic so it starts you know with teaching children and the next generation coming up so it's important to keep that open mind and uh it's easy to kind of accept society accept those boxes and then you're going to portray that on your children so keeping a more open mind can allow for the next generation and allow for a continued evolve, uh, a continue evolving of people being more open-minded and exactly. talking about it. So there's both sides. And I, I think it's great when parents are able to let their kids explore it themselves and, you know, not, not identify them and let them discover it for themselves. And if, if they want to, you know, have pink in their room and they're a boy, that's great. Like, that's their favorite color. Let them do it, you know? Or likewise, a more masculine color for a female's room. And it's okay. Like, there's no nothing wrong about it. So it's just about yeah. being more open. 100%. And whoever decided what's a masculine and what's a feminine color, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's a whole <laughs> other topic, but it's true. Yeah, it's like no, one of those 100%. things, just let your child or let your friends in your life or let your family just be who they are and trust that they'll figure it out on their own. Don't try to pressure people. When I was still figuring out, you know, being gay, even though I knew from a young age, I still had to accept it myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's definitely people that would chime in or think, you know, think a certain way or just assume a certain thing. And I mean, I guess they were right because I ended up coming out as gay, but it's not helpful when other people are trying to put labels on you. And I don't think that it's fair. It's like, let the person figure out on their own. They will. And, you know, you want to hope that they'll, you know, once they accept it, that they'll be able to live a life where they can be true to themselves because sometimes people accept it, but they aren't openly themselves which is a whole other topic and it's it's quite sad but 
just trust that your friends, your family, your children, whatever, let them be themselves and just support them, right? And I think that that's the same with even being in a relationship. If you have, if you're in a relationship with someone that wants to maybe experiment or is open about some of their, you know, sexual feelings towards maybe the same sex or something like that, be open to them as far as listening to them. Maybe it's not your thing. Maybe things won't work out in the long run, but be that support system rather than shutting them down. And I'm glad that we're bringing this topic to the podcast. And I feel like, you know, this could be like a five part series. There's so much to unpack here, but I think that, you know, we did a good job at talking about the main thing where, where all this comes down to, which is acceptance, not necessarily putting people in boxes and labeling them based off of experiences and letting them figure out who they are. And I think that we need to be more open-minded to people sharing their stories without feeling judged or put in a box. Yeah, I think it's a really important topic and it's interesting how it's 2021, but you can, and, and everyone, you know, the whole classic, oh, it's 2020, you can't say that. Uh, but it's interesting that even though it is 2021, there still seems to be such a big notion of needing to put labels on things and mm -hmm. we can think we're more and more progressive and, and that's true. But there's so much within the culture, the politics, a lot of uh, just inner beliefs that aren't, aren't, as, aren't expressed that are very, um, they label things and they just don't accept. So it's important to have this conversation, even if people think, oh, but we are progressive more in 2021. And it's like, you know, we, that may be so compared to 10 years ago, but it's still, there's a lot of room for it to grow. Oh, there's yeah. still... Um, in, in terms of that accepting and, you know, we always just want, especially, I know we talk on the podcast about people just kind of expressing themselves, being themselves, accepting all that, those things, like this is a big, a big aspect to it that really isn't talked about enough. So it's, it's good. We could have this conversation and hopefully some viewers, uh, maybe not even for themselves, but friends in their lives that, you know, maybe struggling with something along these lines like to be able to open up and be like hey if you ever want to talk to me about it you know i'm here and just being open being open to being that ear for people that may not talk about it ever and it's important to really dig deep and find who you are as well as you know being true to yourself so uh it's always good talking to you ryan and i think uh i think this was a, this was uh this was a good topic i'm I'm glad we we got to talk about it yeah thanks taylor thanks for being open to discuss it too and you know doing some more of the research into the topic as well and i'm glad that we could talk about this and yeah that's the main message from today is just be true to yourself and everything else will fall into place and i hope that society will come to a place where they're more accepting of people being true to themselves but even in the meantime just do it anyways so thanks for listening thanks for watching if you want to follow is this adulthood on instagram it's at is this adulthood and on twitter it is at ita underscore podcast and my instagram is at ryan dergy r-y-a-n-d-u-r-g-y and twitter is the same and for 
myself, follow me on Instagram at Taylor Blix, T-A-Y-L-O-R-B-L-I-X-T. If you still do Facebook, uh, like, and you're an old person like me, also shoot me a message on there too. So uh, thanks, Ryan. And I'm looking forward to the next time. Hopefully Ruby will be back with us. Uh, We'll have some, uh, I know we kind of have some interesting topics uh, lined up in the way. So yeah, everyone, viewers, check, wait for that. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see you next. Me too. All right, everyone, have a great day. Bye. Woo!